0: From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com
1: tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. I'm Rich Trafalino. Intel announced that CEO Bob Swan will step down from the role, succeeded by VMware CEO Pat Gelsinger as of February 15th. Gelsinger has headed VMware since 2012, but previously worked for Intel for 30 years, serving as CTO from 2000 to 2005. Swan was named Intel CEO back in January 2019. Amazon announced it will launch a mobile-only Prime Video subscription in India for 89 rupees a month. The company is launching the plans in partnership with mobile carrier Barty Airtel, initially available only to prepaid customers, with customers getting an additional 6 gigabytes of data as part of the subscription. Amazon is expected to offer the subscription to other mobile carriers soon. The subscription will be limited to one stream at a time and delivered in standard definition. This is Amazon's first standalone video subscription offering. Netflix has offered a mobile-only subscription in India since July 2019. Qualcomm announced it intends to acquire the chip startup Nuvia for $1.4 billion. Nuvia was founded by former Apple executives who worked on iPhone chips, initially developing a custom CPU core design for server chips. Qualcomm says it plans to use Nuvia's designs across phones, laptops, and automotive applications. The Advocate General for the European Court of Justice issued an opinion stating that a privacy complaint against Facebook could be handled by any of the national data protection authorities across the EU. Previously, all privacy complaints had to go through the Data Protection Office in the country a company was headquartered in. For Facebook, that was the Irish Data Protection Commissioner. This opinion is not binding and would need to be upheld by the European Court of Justice. The court is hearing an appeal from Belgian regulators originating from a September 2015 case about requiring consent for placing cookies by Facebook. TikTok changed its privacy defaults for younger users. All accounts for registered users between ages 13 and 15 will be private now by default. This limits viewing and commenting on content with approved followers and turns off the Suggest Your Account to Others option. Downloads of content will also be disabled entirely for this group, with downloads set to off for 16- to 17-year-old users, although this can be changed in settings. TikTok's video collaboration feature Duet and remixing feature Stitch will also be limited to users 16 and older and set to friends only by default. Google says it's investigating bugs in apps using its Android exposure notification system for COVID-19 contact tracing, which causes apps to take longer to load or conduct regular exposure checks. For example, the NHS's contact tracing app shows a loading notification stuck in the notifications area for some users. The bug appears to be impacting all apps that use the system. WhatsApp issued a clarification of its privacy policy changes set to take effect February 8th. The change requires all users to agree to a policy that lets businesses store WhatsApp chat logs on Facebook servers. WhatsApp says it doesn't keep its own logs of who people message, doesn't share contacts with Facebook, and it doesn't see your location data. And of course, WhatsApp can't and never has been able to see your messages because it's end-to-end encrypted. Netflix released a slate of movie releases for 2021 with 70 titles, more than Disney and Warner Brothers combined. That's an average of more than one movie a week. They include directorial debuts by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Halle Berry. And Netflix may yet acquire films throughout the year, increasing that list even more. AMD announced the first laptops with new RDNA 2 architecture and new desktop GPUs with RDNA 2 that will arrive in the first half of the year. CEO Lisa Su showed Dirt 5 running at 60 frames per second on ultra-high settings at 1440p. However, the big announcement from CES was the Ryzen 5000 processor family for mobile, mostly based on the 7nm Zen 3 architecture that's also found on Ryzen 5000 desktop chips. The H-series is meant for gaming and content creation, and the U-series for ultra portables. All but one of the H-series CPUs for high-powered laptops have 8 cores and 16 threads. The flagship Ryzen 9 5980HS boosts up to 4.8GHz and has a 35W TDP. There's also the HX chips, a new H line for gaming. The Ryzen 9 5900HX has a 45W plus TDP and an unlocked multiplier for overclocking. AMD says it beats the Core i9-1090HK by 37% overall and 14% for single-threaded performance. The flagship for the ultra-portable U-series is an 8-core 16-thread Ryzen 7 5800U that can boost up to 4.4GHz using just 15 watts of power. AMD says it outperforms Intel's Core i7-1165G7 by 1.23 times. It also claims 17.5 hours of general battery use and 21 hours of video playback. AMD also introduced a non-X line of desktop chips, the Ryzen 7 5800 and Ryzen 9 5900 with 65-watt TDPs, but still running 8 and 12 cores. These chips will be available in pre-built systems. And CEO Lisa Su also showed off AMD's 3rd-gen Epic server chips, codenamed Milan. A test showed dual processors with 32 cores each with a 68% performance advantage over an Intel Xeon Gold 6258R. PCs with Ryzen 5000 mobile chips will arrive in February. Anantec also noted that motherboard vendors are showing off boards that support AMD's Threadripper Pro processors, previously exclusively available to Lenovo for its ThinkStation P620. The WRX80 chipset supports 8-channel memory up to 2 terabytes and up to 128 PCI Express 4.0 lanes. Supermicro, Asus, and Gigabyte have motherboards for the chipset, although AMD has not announced consumer pricing or availability of the chips. Lenovo introduced the ThinkPad Plus Gen 2 with a 12 inch e ink panel on the lid that improves the 2560 by 1600 resolution and has multi touch that works with a stylus. It also comes with a wireless charging mat. The laptop can go 15 hours on a charge or 24 hours if you just use the e ink screen. It's coming in Q1 for $1,549. Lenovo also announced several laptops running the new Ryzen 5000 processors, including the ThinkBook 14P Gen 2 and ThinkBook 16P and a whole lineup of Legion gaming laptops. The five new Legion laptops all come with Ryzen 5000 processors and RTX 30 series GPUs. The flagship Legion 7 laptop starts at $1,669.99 with an estimated June 2021 release date. A 4.2-pound Legion Slim 7, a thinner version, comes in May, and three models in the 5-series ship in March. Acer announced the Predator Triton 300 SE gaming laptop, which is 179 millimeters thick, running Intel's new 5GHz i7-11375H processor and NVIDIA's new RTX 3060 GPU. It has a new all-metal design with a 14-inch Full HD panel and a 144Hz refresh rate. It starts at $1,399 and ships this February. Acer's Nitro 5 gaming laptops in either 15.6 or 17-inch versions will support Intel's 11th-gen Core H35-series processors or AMD's Ryzen 5000-series CPUs with an option to upgrade to NVIDIA's RTX 3080. The Nitro 5 comes to the U.S. for $749, so that's the starting price, and $100 more if you want the 17-inch version. Acer also announced two budget laptops, the Aspire 7 and the Aspire 5, both with AMD Ryzen 5000-series chips. The Aspire 7 starts at $749, and the Aspire 5 at $549. Available in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa in February, China gets the Aspire 5 this month. Razer announced the new Blade 15 and Pro 17 laptops with support for NVIDIA's new RTX 30 Series GPUs. Each model offers 1080p and 1440p displays, with the 15 Advanced and one Pro 17 offering 4K displays. The models all run Intel 10th Generation H-Series chips. The Razer Blade 15 starts at $1,700, and the Blade Pro 17 goes for $2,300. Both are available for pre-order. And Asus announced a number of products. There's a 32-inch ROG Swift 4K 120Hz gaming monitor with HDR 600 and HDMI 2.1 coming in Q2. The Flow X134 is a 13-inch ultra-portable convertible with an AMD Ryzen 9 5980HS chip and external GeForce GTX 3080 GPU. You can pre-order the bundle now on ASUS's site for $3,200. And the ROG Zephyrus Duo 15 SE has a main 15.6-inch display and a secondary 14.1-inch touchscreen that lifts up when you lift the lid of the laptop. It can handle the latest AMD and NVIDIA laptop chips starting at $2,899 for pre-order now. Finally, there's the ROG Claymore 2 gaming keyboard with a detachable number pad and the ROG Gladius 3 wireless gaming mouse. Seed Studios partnered with BeagleBoard to create the Beagle5, an affordable RISC-V system with out-of-the-box support for Fedora Linux. The board features a dual-core 1GHz RISC-V CPU made by Star5, 8GB of LPDDR4 RAM, Gigabit Ethernet, Wi-Fi 4, and Bluetooth, hardware transcoding for H.264 and H.265 at 4K 60 frames per second, with USB-C and HDMI ports as well. It's expected to be available by September for $140, with lower-cost models with less RAM available later. Debian Linux and free RTOS support is planned for the board as well. And finally, GoPro released a number of new experimental camera features under its GoPro lab site. Features include motion triggers, which start recording when motion is detected, USB power triggers, which start recording when plugged in, which GoPro bills as a way to use it as a dash cam, as well as timed exposure locks, simpler live streaming QR code integration, and bringing motion detection to all video modes. The features can be tested on the Hero 9 Black, Hero 8 Black, Hero 7 Black, and the GoPro Max.